Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I've got your keys, Alan. It's the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betfair. It's Friday the 28th of April. I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm Jim Campbell. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Nadeushin Hattaraja. Oh, it's the football ramble, Lukey Moa. Did, did uh, Marcus leave the keys under the mat again? No, he gave me the keys, but he accidentally gave me the keys to his Tory sex dungeon. So, oh, unfortunately, gutting. I do have access to his big rack, yeah. but uh, I don't have access to the weekend. So, someone will have to furnish me with those keys halfway through the show. All the right? rack, is that why you look taller? <laughs> yeah, so tall right yeah, now. Yeah. There was a man, uh, I think, in China who, or, or certainly went to China. Oh, good. <laughs> Oh, and, he, and he had that like uh, kind of shin lengthening operation. Yeah, you can yeah. Get mad that. Yeah. yeah, and he and he went from um, where did he go? China. Okay. China. Just making a note of that. China. <laughs> As you were. I've already I've already had a look. It. Yeah. But it, you do look weird because your just legs look really long and your body looks short. But um, he went from I think five four to five seven, and he not said, worth it. "Well, he said it's great being tall. You're not, not tall. tall. You're not no, tall." No. You're below average. Yeah. Five, seven. I mean, if, if I came around from that operation mm. and the doctor was like, good news, total success. <laughs> you I are a giant. Watch, 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 watch. Oh, fuck, I can't wait to see how tall I am. Can I stand up? Well, not yet. Uh, <laughs> five, seven. Yeah. What? And you will be five, in five, these seven. these weird contraptions for about a year. Right. But also, yeah. also, to, if you went, then went to the doctor, no, I, want, I wanted to be like six foot. Then be like, do you, do you know how ridiculous you'd look? <laughs> With we your can't. torso, yeah. if we elongated your legs <laughs> to six foot, so you'd be six foot tall. It'll be yeah. wonderful. Surely yeah. you just get built up shoes at that point as yeah, well. Exactly. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Everything you can. Probably very tall hair. Yeah. <laughs> a bit of Jedward in there. Yeah. yeah. Lovely. Um, it is uh, the weekend. Uh, we are approaching a weekend to find a Premier League uh, football and beyond. Uh, but last night, Spurs 2, Manchester United 2. Ryan Mason's first game in his second spell as Spurs manager. They came back from 2 0 down. Half time to draw two all. I know they only had, did had eleven minutes to do it, Luke. But Man United were gassed and they were there for the taking, in my opinion. Well, Jim said the same thing. Yeah. Jim mm. said in the group, I think Spurs might go on and win this now. Mm. But my takeaway was that Ryan Mason still looks like he needs a bigger boy next to him. Yes, yeah. he looks like an elongated looks, boy. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like when he when he was with Stellini, which of course was a disaster, as we mm. all know. When he was shouting at Stellini, and Stellini looked. Like with a thousand yard stare, quite steely eyed and, and experienced. I know he was crap, but he looked the part. Mm. Mason looks like he needs someone next to him, like yeah. a chaperone yeah. or something. Yeah. Even when it was going well, he looked so happy, which is enjoyable. It's great. But he really he looked like a fan. 
Yeah, and, and I mean that in a positive sense. That yeah. it, there's something really wholesome about how much he's enjoying it. He it's, also, because he was wearing a hoodie, he looked like a first year stu- student yeah. at university who immediately buys a university hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which feeds oh, into what yo, I'm saying. Somebody about the, went to a nice university. Yeah, which feeds into the, what I'm saying about the bigger boy. Yeah. 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 Like, a, like a fresher. He also sort of looks a little bit like he's a sort of tech bro who is secretly managing the team with ChatGPT. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. He, he's quite sweet now, but in about fifteen years, he will be influencing elections in foreign countries. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and be incredibly right wing. He takes a couple yeah. of seconds to answer questions because he's got an earpiece in. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> and, and he'll only answer them in memes. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know, can we can we? I mean, you know, as you guys will well know after the last couple of weeks of output, I am the last one to want to give Spurs credit because right. I'm enjoying the, the banter bus. I'm the host, you're not allowed. Okay. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. But like but it's it's been it's been hugely enjoyable. Not yeah. because it's Spurs, not for any particular reason. If any club of this size was going through this, I'd enjoy it as well. Mm. I think Vish will well remember the um the Man United uh, time. Yeah I can um, also confirm this is true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah where Vish was just screaming at me, the players aren't good enough. The players aren't good enough. With they're good enough now, aren't they? With Portsmouth is not funny. No they're not Man United funny, Spurs funny, Arsenal funny and you can very funny uh, uh, Portsmouth not, no, so, not so funny if it's Portsmouth you should have a bit of respect <laughs> <laughs> but anyway Spurs went behind early and it was one of those goals that is all the rage these days in top level professional football mm. a really good player cuts inside and rifles one in and mm. no one seems to do anything about it mm. and you thought oh shit everyone must have thought here this is going to possibly go very very wrong mm. again yeah. and it might go a bit too far uh, because what are they going to do next but actually to their credit even though they conceded again just before half time second half I thought they were actually pretty decent they could have they could have conceded a lot more goals in the first half forced mm. to make some yeah. good saves but in the second half they actually whatever happened at half time it actually worked and they were I thought fairly decent in the second half I was I was genuinely uh, quite impressed and had a lot of admiration for their fans and I know it comes from a place where they feel like they've taken so much shit over the last few months they've lost two managers in the space of a month mm. you know things have really gone to shit they were in contention for the Champions League places are probably not anymore and when the second goal went in to be fair even when the first goal went in you could get a sense from the crowd that they were like Oh, fuck it, but what are we going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Just pissing it down outside. Oh, it's know, really bad weather, yeah. yeah. Fuck it, let's just cheer them on for the rest of it. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and there's, there is something as stupid and, and maybe as belittling as that sounds, I think there is something to be said for that because at the end of the day, all the players have other fans and all the fans have other players as much as you know, you talk mm. about loving the club and this, that and the other. And I, and I think that's why they turned it around, really. Really? Because I think there was... It was the Stone Roses at half-time, surely. I think it was. <laughs> was it even that, absolutely incredible. <laughs> even going in with that, just they must think, fucking hell, what, can, can, where, where are we now? Can, can I ask why, why you guys think that actually happened? Was that just a straight mistake? I'm so so confused by this. So let's, let's lay this out for anyone who perhaps doesn't live in the UK, isn't familiar with the Stone Roses. <laughs> they are a Manchester band yeah. full of Man United fans. Not every band from Manchester supports Man United. The Stone Roses very, very much are. One of their songs is the song that Man United come out this to is the one, yeah. at Old Trafford. Yeah. The song is called Fool's Gold, which to me feels like it sort of sums up the experience of supporting Spurs, I'd imagine. No, it they, promises they come, so much. They, they played Fool's Gold last night. They played night. Fool's Gold at the, the, the Spurs, yeah. Because Old Trafford, they come out to this as the one. They right? do, right, yeah. Okay. So it is, it's like playing playing yourselves off with a Manchester anthem. <laughs> Baffling decision, absolutely yeah. baffling well, you're decision. Down. Yeah, and, and, well, you've just conceded as well. Yeah. The the other thing about that is um, they usually go into halftime. Spurs usually go into halftime with AJ Tracy, who is a Spurs fan. Right, yeah. right. Um, and I, I haven't been there recently, so maybe that's changed a while ago. But um, yeah, they, they have a Spurs fan whose music they are, you know, well accustomed to that they usually play out. Mm. They have usually played out at halftime. And they played the nine minute version of Fool's Gold. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they did, but I imagine <laughs> if they're going to do it, you may as well go in with two feet. Is Ryan Mason shaming them yeah. with sort yeah. of cultural content. <laughs> As as Literally. as the as the as the, um, the the song the song started, um, Ryan Mason was picked up on a hot mark going down the tunnel, tunnel going proper band, proper club, <laughs> proper club, proper club. <laughs> when music was music. Yeah, yeah. actually, but he's so young, he probably would have got them out with Baby Shark or something. Yeah. <laughs> he probably only knows Ian Brown as a mad COVID conspiracy theory, yeah. Yeah. which is in his, Ian Brown's fault. Yeah, it's his fault. Yeah. In his house, whipping around his nunchucks yeah. and <laughs> shouting about masks. Um, Foster looks way more assured in bins, doesn't he? He makes some good I don't, I don't know. I think he's reckon? just big. It's, <laughs> he's just he big. Does, uh, we're talking he doesn't about, need the shin operation. We have talked about 
He, he needs something to reduce the size of his, the length of his head. You know what I mean? He just, he's just got a proper big old. So you're napper. making goalkeepers smaller now, are you? Yes, yeah. I that's think your, so. That's yeah, your yeah, big yeah, policy with procedures. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, narrow your focus if your heads get smaller. Your eyes get squeezed. <laughs> that makes no sense. <laughs> I will not be taught that. <laughs> so Pete, Pete approaches football with some takes when he goes. Yeah. I think goalkeepers probably need to be smaller. I think yeah. they need. To, I think they need to have sheep's eyes that are just like the pupils are like kind of stretched out so they can see the horizon, but they don't need to see up or down. Mm. I mean, like David Seaman. Yeah, unless you're going to get lobbed from the halfway <laughs> line like Naeem. So. Head, head height rule at five aside. Yeah, I'm on, bo- perfect, I'm on board. Right. Yeah. For an actual professional game, <laughs> that's going to be problematic. You're spending a lot of time on the ground. Wouldn't dazzle themselves by looking at the floodlights. Correct, wouldn't need a cap. So there no, we go. You know, goalkeepers, you goalkeepers can't look up, can they? <laughs> But Vish, you know, um, so on the Forster thing that Pete brought in there then, is the argument that Lloris is a better guy for starting off attacks, better with his feet, and one of those prototypes of the modern goalkeeper, and Forster's just a, a saver, just a shot and, and Spurs yeah. at this point need that rather well, than they, the first one. They needed it in the first half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Does uh, Lloris make some of the saves that Forster made? Probably does, I suppose. Although I think he was a bit slow to react on the, on the Sancho goal, because actually, when you look at it from behind the goal, Sancho uses two players quite well to bend it around them, but mm. he's only going to one side. Yeah. And it seems like, Force to react off yeah, as soon okay. as he shot. Everyone should get a new one. He's another <laughs> quite Star Warsy man, actually, isn't he? Fraser Force. So now that he's going grey, he's got a yeah. bit of a Star Warsy. I look. thought you mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who was the, who was the player you said that you could cut open and sleep inside? <sighs> it was a it was a pundit, wasn't it? It was was it <laughs> Bryn? What's oh, his Bryn, name? Law. Bryn Law. Bryn Law. Yeah. Skyforce. You, you can see Luke Luke Skywalker cutting open any of these men. Yeah, climbing in, having a little bit. Andy Gray, definitely. And yeah, yeah, I think maybe Gray. Yeah, Forster's quite Star Warsy though. Let yeah. us know your Star Warsy players. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of changing up, though, I was watching that match on or something, the highlights anyway. Hoiberg and uh, a skip in the middle. Going into next season, they just need something a bit more dynamic yeah, and a so bit do. more interesting than that. So people were talking about. I, I, I know I, you said Hoiberg is having a bit of a stinker, yeah. and he's got and he has got way more of a higher ceiling than than a lot of other Spurs players. But he, they don't look very dynamic. They don't look very movable. Well, I, I think I've seen. I've definitely been impressed by him live, and I've seen him. But I think you know you talk about his ceiling there, Pete. I actually believe him to be quite a limited player. But he oh, give leave opposite of what I just said. Yeah, interesting because he, but he but because of the type of player he is. Mm. But he, but ultimately, I've always argued in the past that's not really the point. The point is he's there to do what he's there to do and and give it give it over to. But he's to not other playing players. well. No, he's moment, not playing well at the moment. No, definitely not. I, I wouldn't say he is. No, and I thought he looked. Yeah, fair enough. He's up against Casemiro, mm. who, who's decent. I mean, Vish might have a read on this, but is it is Casemiro has been sensational for United overall, really, hasn't he? Overall, and, yeah. And it's it, tough, tough for players in that area mm. of the pitch to, to excel against him. Yeah, although he has been knackered over the last right, like last month or so, so I suppose it's like since coming back from his niggle. But the thing I find interesting is um, the drop off from United and Spurs' improvement basically tallies with the fact that we have a great starting midfield. That as soon as they're cooked about 60, 65 minutes and the replacements come on, that's yeah. when it tends to fall to shit. Yeah, okay, right. To me, like I, I mean. I, I did enjoy watching this game and I did expect Spurs to come back in it, even though I thought that, you know, maybe in terms of uh, self-confidence, they'd be quite low generally. But I think, the, you know, what, as you said, whatever happened at the break was great. But to me, this was just two dysfunctional teams meeting each other, almost mm. a Spider-Man meme of like, oh, yeah. I recognise, you know, that fault from you. And it's a little bit like two two people drinking separately at the bar Deciding, oh look, you know, you're at the bar. Well, let's come and have a chat, and then having a punch up at the end of it. Yeah, mm. yeah. But, but, but actually get on. May not are in better shape than Spurs. I think they are. They are, but they, they they're kind of running on fumes going into the end of the season. That's certainly the way I see it. And it'll be interesting to see how they how they finish because they basically just have to scrape out games now until the FA Cup final. It looks yeah. like they might have done enough. And I think you know, if you look at the, Spurs, are only going one way in terms of their form and their momentum. And actually, I think Spurs have a slightly elevated at the risk of opening the can of worms. They're in a slightly elevated position because of the absolute robbery that was the Brighton game. Like, really, they shouldn't have had the three points from that game. Fair enough, they did. We'll get, we'll let them have them. But I think United, what you think they'll just stumble and fall over the line into the fourth place, and then they'll they'll be in the Champions League next season, which is a massive thing for them, right? Yeah, and a lot of that is because of the fixtures that are left. You know, I suppose the hardest out of them is Brighton away, which is after the Villa game this weekend. Which again, where you know, maybe I'm just extrapolating this too much, but. The way Brighton lost the Forest suggests that there would be a lot of, you know, we, we mentioned this before before that game after the FA Cup semi final that 
they take a bit to come back from that just because of the emotional hit. But I mean, it's a pretty easy running you and know, they've got a game or two in hand as well right yeah and then they, you know they finished the last few games of the season at home against Chelsea and Fulham so yeah, I mean they'll get there but it just won't particularly be very watchable Vish did you enjoy the Man United fans uh, singing Harry Kane will see you in the summer uh, to Harry Kane I, I did it would if they were singing it to someone else wouldn't it yeah <laughs> well are they all going on holiday together <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe they, they are, are yeah. maybe they are but I, I, mean, think, I, think, I, think, nice. I think Kane should go to Man United that's my hot take mm. I think it's a perfect fit yeah, I mean, I it's, a little, it's a little bit like Casemiro. It's you, you're signing him for something you can do immediately, and in two years' time, we're gonna have the same same issue. But... Massive upgrade on who was, who's already playing. Yeah, yeah of course, of course, yeah. and, and and I would take that. Similar to Casemiro, I would yeah. absolutely take that. But yeah. they have they have to cash in this summer. He's not going to stick around for for more promises or no, Pete. Vish, more silliness. Vish, Vish has very graciously accepted that he'll happily. You know, if, it, if push comes to shove, he'll take Harry a Kane, bench spot, yeah, the guy yeah. who's almost certainly going to be the, the greatest Premier League goal scorer of all time. Yeah. If he's up for it, fine. <laughs> if Charlie Kane can remember the DocuSign login, <laughs> if, what you if he doesn't turn up with Char- a briefcase full of blank print of paper. <laughs> Charlie Kane, Harry, so we were going to meet, get the meeting, but I tried to get an off-peak ticket because it's so expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out Manchester United is in Manchester. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, Vish, Vish is one step away from saying to Harry Kane that he's just not ready for a relationship at the moment. <laughs> I'll give it a go. I'll, I'll yeah. go on the second day. There was, a, there was a lovely wicked whisper from uh, Marcus Rojo who said uh, that uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer once told him that Harry Maguire has to start in the Man United at first 11 ahead of him uh, because of the money that the club spent on him. It's the sort of thing, Vich, that you hear a lot about or you assume a lot in football, but you never hear it actually being expressed because of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer presumably being quite unprofessional about how he manages the club and also Rojo going, yeah, it's because they spent a lot of money on somebody else. It also speaks to me that like... I reckon Solskjaer was trying to, you know, galaxy brain it and things. If I tell him he's on a lot of money, yeah. he will he will understand. He know he'll know that I'm on his side. And then Raho's reaction was he called him a bitch, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't think that's the only reason Raho wasn't starting. No, I think yeah. so it's, isn't it isn't it an amalgamation of these things that he's saying that to Rocco to hopefully try and make him feel better. Yeah. It's not your fault, pal. Mm, yeah. But at the same time, you can totally imagine Ole Gunnar Solskjaer being exactly the kind of manager at Man United where the higher ups go do it and he goes alright yeah I'll do yeah. it yeah. because he's a big company man it like, also gives across the message like sorry mate no matter how bad he gets you're not getting back in there yeah. Yeah. it must be absolutely demoralising I can imagine that Solskjaer turned the chair around before he sat on it to speak to Ryan <laughs> listen son stroking uh, Harry Maguire <laughs> well next up for Ryan Mason is a trip to Anfield uh, this weekend Ryan Mason at 31 is the youngest manager in the league and on the other end of the spectrum Klopp has been basically um, not really complaining but I mean kind of complaining that he uh, if West Ham had uh, sacked David Moyes uh, I would have been the oldest manager in the Premier League and I didn't want that David has to stay he is a top uh, colleague is that after Roy or before Roy Roy's got to be absolutely ancient doesn't yeah. it it's, it's, it's got to be before Roy yeah it's got to be pre-Roy because Klopp's yeah. only 55 and Roy yeah. is uh, 162 <laughs> uh, yeah. in our years yeah correct. and uh, yeah it's much older but I mean mm. look I think I think um <laughs> Klopp's been not talking about football for ages here, isn't he? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> just like fucking talking about anything else. Yeah. But isn't it, isn't Don't it? Don't look at the league table. If, if, if old Paddy Vieira was still in situ. Paddy mm. Vieira. And Klopp, and Klopp was, um, and Klopp did become the oldest. Mm. He's only 55. That's quite interesting. That, it, yeah. yeah. The They've definitely skewed younger, haven't they? Yeah. The years? Seems yeah. like it. Yeah. Seems like we all know Pep Guardiola is eternal. Mm. Yeah, and, and a lot of these managers who are young, they're old men in young young skin. You have to be, don't you? You have they? to yeah. be. Yeah. They have to be very details-focused, really fucking boring. That's why Ryan Mason stands out, because he's, <laughs> because he yeah. seems so young he's, as well. He's, he's quite, I, I, quite like, I quite like the way Ryan Mason speaks. I think he's got a lovely little slight cockney uh, lilt to his uh, voice, but he also uh, speaks with honesty. And his hit rate for Spurs is still quite good compared yeah, to Spurs yeah, managers. Yeah. Well, on that, I, I think someone... I mean, they're going to get pumped at the weekend, let's be <laughs> well, well, this, is, this is the thing. Someone more astute than I, who um, does a lot of tactical analysis on Spurs, made the point that... Name which one of us it was. <laughs> Don't just fucking say it. Producer Charlie. It was, yeah. G, it was G, Jim, actually. Jim does a lot of tactical analysis yeah. on Spurs. Yeah. Um, they, they made the point when Ryan Mason originally took over from Mourinho, all he basically had to do was essentially let the forwards run wild because Mourinho had already, there was already a defensive structure in place. For right, yeah, yeah, yeah. This time around, however, because they, they, they're also actually playing for something this time around um, beyond just a one-off cup final, mm. but there is no structure whatsoever to riff on. So it would be a much harder job to basically get them back together. So right. he'll probably have to go back to some form of basics that isn't four at the, sorry, uh, you know, a back four mm. slash back two. Um, but yeah, I think this is the weekend and there's, 
been very little time anyway, but this is the weekend where they also might still get pasted. But do you think <laughs> is, do you, do you do you think the nature of what happened in the second half yesterday stands in much better stead? If you're a Spurs fan, do you go into that game at Anfield now going, okay, it might not be that bad? Well, maybe like confidence wise, and they they did seem a bit together. You know, the Sun made a note of going over and celebrating with Ryan Mason, didn't they? And like, but confidence has been a big issue there. So yeah, you'd say yeah. at Chelsea and at Spurs, I mean, Frank Lampard even said it at Chelsea. At Spurs, the way Conte was behaving, he a magic wand, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, he said yeah. a lot of things. Um, <laughs> at, at Spurs, though, the way Conte was behaving towards the end. You could tell the players were just absolutely bereft by the end of it. So that is a part. That is part. Yeah, of yeah, yeah, true. true. Well, Mason said ahead of the game. I don't know if you've seen this. He said, "I want to make it clear that no one will be getting any money back in any circumstances." <laughs> <laughs> so he's laying the ground rules already. <laughs> That's not what you should be focused on, right? Is that his programme notes? That's not what he said. No one, and I do mean anyone. Even if I've used all my subs by half time, you're getting getting nothing. You know what you signed up to. Ryan Mason's programme notes. Can I just make it very clear? You're not getting any money back, and you may see Davids and Sanchez at some point. <laughs> uh, the barriers are open at Seven Sisters. Just run through them. Yeah. <laughs> You're not getting any money back. Ryan Mason's program notes. This hurts me as much as it hurts you. <laughs> Coys, Ryan. <laughs> the people on the concession stands are a minimum wage. They don't care if you shoplift. Yeah. Well, Steal that, out a bag well, of the popcorn. Do you know what I feel? I mean, last night it turned out okay, and you know, I know we're talking about the Liverpool game now, but just very quickly. Mm. When you see the weather that bad, as someone who's walked up that Seven Sisters Road for half an hour, mm. which is basically the only way you can get there. Driving's no better. It doesn't Oof. matter how good the stadium is. No. It's already fucking soaked by the time you get there. What, what, what's happened to that? Weren't they building a train station? It's apparently happening. It's apparently happening. It's apparently happening, yeah. happening yeah. kid. That, was that Ryan Mason programme notes? We're building the train station. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Harry. We're about to sell you. We need a train station. <laughs> they could go off to the Thomas the Tank Engine theme tune at time. <laughs> but listen, well, I, I think Liverpool also, though, going to that game on Sunday Liverpool have shown themselves to be vulnerable at several points during this season so I mean, it's not it's not all cut and dry it's not all said and done isn't it is it I mean I know if you were going to pick a team to go to Anfield and win at this point it probably wouldn't be Spurs mm. but it's not as though Liverpool have been that their kind of infallible best yeah. um, they've been in better form recently they've um, letting quite a few goals in over the past couple of months haven't they yeah I, th- I think I think um, I think they haven't had, they had a clean sheet for a mm. while so um, it's not all said and done is what I'm saying yeah and also I mean Spurs really are in a position in a game like this with the situation they're in where there's a sense of nothing to lose and it's not like they don't have good players yeah. who can mm. who can hurt you if if they can play with a bit of freedom. I felt like that last night. I felt like with when Kulusevski came on, particularly, mm, really I, felt, I felt like with Harry Kane, Son, and a combination of Richarlison, who you know maybe he's had a bit of a false start to his career at Spurs so far, and um, Kulusevski. I thought you know they're always going to be a danger in some way. Yeah. Now Harry Kane's like a generational player. They, mm. They're always going to be dangerous. Like when he pops up with that goal against Newcastle, you know, you, yeah. you can always do it. Um, so yeah, even someone like Dan Juma, who comes on and just more energetic and more direct. Yeah. 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 Well, in the race for fourth, which I think we can all agree Spurs aren't really in anymore, uh, Man United uh, are uh, going to be playing Aston Villa Sunday at 2pm. Uh, Villa jumped up to sixth in the Premier League after a 1-0 win over Fulham on Tuesday. Uh, Tyron Mings got the goal for Villa. Uh, and apparently, uh, Ezri Consa says uh, that uh, Unai Emery has threatened to kill him and Tyron Mings if they, if they <laughs> fail to score this season. How would Emery kill someone, Jim? I'm thinking... A beautiful, uh, beautifully kind of architected, uh, re really like five million pound house looking out to the sea. Gentleman's garroting. <laughs> I would have gone poisoning. Poisoning, poisoning? yes. Yeah. I like it, yes. Yeah. Just, yeah. just a simple vampire bite. Uh, that, that, <laughs> that man is very obviously a vampire and no one's talking about it. I definitely I definitely get the scene you set there. To me, I'm thinking the second Knives Out film. I'm yeah. on board with that. Or maybe yeah. in the first Knives Out film. For me, it's a, it's a smoking jacket. And it's a straight old-fashioned poisoning, baby. I'm, I'm thinking uh, the Japan level of uh, the Hokkaido level from Hitman uh, just pushed off a balcony. Yeah, could be. Yeah, tipped off a balcony. That is very Hitman, isn't it? Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine it was. I imagine it was poison. Um, two glasses. Him and Tyrone Mings, maybe. <laughs> Pull it out. Tyrone Mings is a bit suspicious. Swaps them. Yeah. They both drink for them, and Tyrone Mings. Yeah. Falls yeah. over. Is it fair to say Unai Emery's got a kind of a, doesn't endure the reputation he should do in this country <laughs> as a manager, and we're possibly not helping that <laughs> as casting him as a poisoner. <laughs> Of his, yeah, own, of his own players, a vampiric yeah. poison, yeah, vampiric <laughs> poisoner of his own players. Well, uh, uh, you're looking at the he's uh, the league. one threatening to kill them. 
That is true. That is <laughs> true. true actually, he started yeah. this. He's yeah. set he his stall out there, hasn't he? Yeah. Uh, Man United obviously have a couple of games in hand over uh, Aston Villa, uh, but Villa are basically looking at this as kind of like, well, look, we've got five more finals. Emmy Martinez uh, wrote on Twitter uh, after the game. He writes a lot of stuff on Twitter, doesn't yeah, he? Sure. Uh, but like he basically said, if they just win all their matches, they're in a really, really good spot, oh. a really, really good place. Could they make Champions League football, Vish? Oh, probably not, but they are still in a very good place. They've weirdly come in and like, and properly upset the apple cart, haven't they? Mm. They've just barred past Brentford, Brighton, Fulham, and now they're like, oh yeah, this is this is how you time a run, you yeah. idiots. <laughs> We're a proper big club, thanks very much. Yeah. Get out of the fucking way. Yeah. Yeah. They used to play the FA Cup semi-final here, are you joking? <laughs> yeah. um, it's funny because they haven't really recruited anyone in January, but one of the players that they have done, Alex Moreno, has been a bit of a revelation at left-back in terms of he's kind of knocked out Luca Dino, who basically comes on to close out games. Mm. So Marina will start, Dino will get like maybe 25, 20 minutes at the end. They've also got Leon Bailey, who's out for a bit of time now, but they seem to have just decided to go like a lot more narrow. If you look at like the players that they've used most often in their midfield, it's what Douglas Louise, McGinn, Buendia and Ramsey. And provided they can squeeze them, squeeze more out of them come the end of the season, then yeah. they're in pretty good shape. I think actually, if you, if you were to look at their squad at the start of the season, it's, Quite exciting on paper. Obviously, Gerard couldn't manage to get that much out of it. It's but much better than it should. Well, I mean, well, exactly. Yeah, much, Emery had had more to work with, I think, than than was perhaps um, understood when he took over. And he's obviously working miracles there. I think the problem is for them in terms of continuing this. And I mean, they will pr- they'll probably get a Europa League spot, but let's, let's sort of entertain the idea of them pushing for a Champions League spot, which I doubt Emery would want because obviously he loves the Europa League. They've got Man United, Spurs, Liverpool and Brighton to come. It's yeah. really, really tough. Mm. And they've think, also been the formed, outside of Man City, they've been the formed team in the division. Yeah, but... It might be down to the fact that they haven't played those teams yet, though. True. That's, yeah, fair point. Run. Um, I, I was disappointed with Emmy Martinez when he tweeted, I think it was a tweet, saying five finals, that he didn't do um, some graphics of him pretending to fuck each one of them. Mm. <laughs> well, like a, so like <laughs> just him with the, with the fixtures so just the, where the, his penis would the, be. The, the crest of the other club <laughs> over his crotch. <laughs> yeah. That's a pre... That, that's too early, You know, You say. know better than me, but that is a simple Photoshop job. That is a simple... Well, if you, can get, if you can get a, 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 um, a translucent um, PNG, yeah, fine. But if yeah. you're just taking it off the website, I love the idea of Emmy Martinez calling up, calling up May and not his press office. Is it be uh, fine? Like, have you got a, PNG, a translucent PNG of your own uh, a logo, please? Yeah. You but what would look? Which, which one, Just choose one that would look better with jizz all over it. Yeah, yeah cool. <laughs> brilliant. So fantastic. They will almost certainly the Spurs cockerel. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which which uh, Premier League club crests? have no, legitimate no, entry no, points. No, no. All the ones with animals. No. The seahorses, do they have them? Yeah, Newcastle United no. seahorses? Arsenal's cannon's got a hole in it. Yeah. <laughs> That's, could, could dock it's, the hell out of that. Yeah, Emmy Martinez could I'd plug like the hole to, in the, in like the cannon. Point, you to, started it. To thank our sponsors for, uh, for <laughs> sticking with us. <laughs> Rory, when's Marcus back? <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Coming up next, a 10-minute monologue about Isaac's bimble through the Everton backline. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. 
Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble. El Mahane right food. Oh, jeezy bitch, man. <laughs> it doesn't get any better than that. Uh, welcome back to the Football Ramble. We've got an email from Will on the topic of niche ramble listening locations. Uh, Buen dia, Football Ramble. As for niche listening, I work part-time on farms and ranches here in northern New Mexico. Ooh. That's cool. Northern New Mexico. That's cool, right? It is very, mm. very cool. Yeah. A rancher. That might be old Comanche territory, which makes it even cooler. Right, okay. Uh, it's a remote place with long hours of driving around, fixing fences and pushing cattle around while listening to the pod with a bunch of non-humans. <laughs> Whoa, does that mean the horse? both ways. Yeah, yeah. the horse. Uh, there's nothing quite as surreal and congruent as uh, seeing the expansive New Mexican uh, landscape while listening to that god-awful and now retired email jingle. Uh, it'll still be in the button box somewhere, I'm sure. Uh, thanks for all laughs and analysis in inverted commas. There's a lot of, like... A lot of digs in here. A lot here. of digs in here <laughs> uh, of what is my niche interest, the global game. Him. Will in New Mexico, and he sent a lovely picture of him just hanging out on a horse. Yeah. He's he's written that like he is a horse. Yeah, I'm hanging out with a bunch of other non-humans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you reckon that he's kind of pretending that he's not a horse? I think so. Right. And do, was it fair to say that we deserve every single one of those digs? Uh, None yeah. of them seem that unreasonable. No, so I think we work really hard, though. Yeah. <laughs> we do work really hard. It works it? really. It, it takes a lot of hard work to make it sound this shambolic. Exactly. Like yeah. exactly. You got to know the rules before you break them all, Pete. <laughs> I told they, you. Van it's Gogh, a, it, it says here. We respect our own limitations. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, if before you we move on, that... can we ask Will if he's ever hollowed out one of his horses and slept inside one of them? Good. Good point. Mm. It's a good question. I well, no, he yeah, did with the cattle, wouldn't he? Yeah. I suppose so. Yeah. Any horse crests in the in the league? Also, I remember. Uh, probably, that would be weird. Don't ask him if he's done that to his horse. <laughs> <laughs> I, I once saw a TV show on Quite Late at Night about how they hand make the saddles for horses. Right. And it was and Pete, you would have absolutely loved it. It was absolutely fascinating. Good and they cost like, thousands of dollars. I bet they do. Properly Pro- handmade. Proper and these the picture days. that um, Will's put in, um, in the, the attached to the emails, you can just see a tantalising bit of his saddle. I bet it's a really nice handmade, expensive leather Stop saddle. Stop talking about tantalising bits of a saddle. Uh, if you, you could be jig in your chair when you I did, did yeah. <laughs> tantalising <laughs> bits of a saddle. I'm to look at the league table. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, yeah, if you can beat that, sure, at football, sorry, at footballramble.com. Yeah. Football yeah. And if you can beat that for a fine, fine view, uh, bespoke leather saddlery, etc. Yeah. Do you work with leather? Give us an email. Uh, <laughs> Show at footballramble.com. Yeah. Uh, we do need to fix some things in uh, Marcus's dungeon. And it's interesting to me that um, you forgot the email address there because yeah. you did the jingle for the email address. I did it about a million years ago, Luke. I you did like 15 of them. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Well, it changed every time. Where did footballramble.daily.com yeah, one go? One part of it didn't change, though, did it? No, good point. Yeah. Uh, shut up. Anyway, Newcastle absolutely hammered Everton last night and it was fucking brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Josh says, uh, I want loud loud apologies from Football Ramble uh, for laughing at Willock for England's uh, cl- for England claims uh, during Monday's episode. He thinks that Willock <laughs> should be respected as an England candidate. Uh, we very much... I... We're laughing because, no. uh, you know, it's... it's, it's there are so many 7 out of 10s in that England squad anyway. Look at, yeah. look at, 8 yeah. at best. The reason I'm laughing is because look at my notes that I did last night briefly for today's show. Look at yeah. the only thing on there. Read it out. Right. This Willock kid looks like a player, Vish. Yeah, kid. Because <laughs> you remember you slagged him off on me. Yeah, and you agreed with me. Well, I just, you know, it's better to be at the devil's side than his path, I find. Yeah. So uh, a lot of people got in touch after Monday's show saying I was out of order. Some of them made the 
point that you've raised there, Pete, that, you know, if Conor Gallagher and Calvin Phillips can get games, why can't they mm. throw oh, him into the squad? Climb down now. So Don't I was, I was double like, down. I was like, fair enough. And then a lot of people were a bit more aggressive when they came <laughs> in. And yeah. all I will say is, you know, I've, I've heard what you're saying. I'm doing a lot of reading about the subject. <laughs> And, you know, I, I just focus on it's saying things like Spurs played look like they played in jeans. Yeah, okay, good. And, and that's what I'm focusing on. Um, but I, I hear what they're saying, and I will, I will read up on about it. You do so a lot of your own research on YouTube, aren't you? About yeah. it? Just don't keep just, asking me about it. Yeah? Don't, yeah, don't keep asking me about it. Uh, but I will I'll read up on it um, when I speak to uh, yeah, when I speak to other um, Chris Woolock haters, <laughs> Joe Willock. Yeah. <laughs> Get his name right. He's so disrespectful. You're a Joe Willick truther. Are you oh, the only Joe Chris. Willick truther in the whole of Chris football media? <laughs> is, that like a, is that like Joe Willick's agent? Agent oh, brother. So disdainful. Chris. <laughs> this whole set piece at the end just gets his name wrong. Hates him. I love it. Well, Chris him. Willick is his brother, isn't it? Well, yes, yeah. It is. well, he's he's play- Why don't play- you know this? <laughs> he played very well uh, yeah. last night. No, he did. He did. He, uh, the, um, the other thing about it I thought was interesting was... Um, I think it was Godfrey who was like, he's not going to come on the left side. He just did him on the left side. <laughs> yes, it's good stuff, isn't it? Uh, I would say that, uh, is this the best non-assist we've ever seen? In Incredible. <laughs> so I, I was I was given an article which explained to me why Isaac's dribble, right. in which he dribbled around parts of the pitch that Everton players didn't even seem to think was available to them. Yeah. Mm. Um, it was a mind-bending run. <laughs> if you look back at footage of old Everton performances, he'll be in those going around players in the 90s. <laughs> It was yeah, that yeah, comprehensive. Yeah. He, he cracked through the multiverse, didn't he? Yeah. At one point, there, there was a, Alexander there, Isak, no way home. <laughs> <laughs> there was clearly a moment where he, so he beats Michael Keane three times. <laughs> he just yeah. does a spin at one point. <laughs> yeah. He's like, what? There, there was a bit like it was like Michael Keane was chasing after his own kids, and you, you know, sometimes when parents are doing that in public, and they clearly just think. They're going to get knackered, surely. Yeah. I'll just leave <laughs> it until they the get only, It was the only dribble I've seen where a player is also doing um, humming the men behaving badly theme tune under their breath. <laughs> He's like going... Commentating to himself. He's actually the ball. He's taking it around for a He's taking it around again. Do you remember when Marcus said that he always has the tune Hero by Bonnie Tyler in his head whenever he's running in on goal? Remember that? He did say that. He did say that. And I wonder what Alexander Isak was for that. There must have been some kind of soundtrack but yeah. there was an article that was shared very helpfully by the producers about why that wasn't a an assist for Isaac yeah well can, can you uh, kind no of... because it was really boring so do you know why <laughs> it's in the sun <laughs> it's true yeah it's a bit too highbrow yeah exactly uh, do you know why no I don't know actually uh, it's, it's, it's because just, it took yeah. a deflection isn't it off sure, of an right. Everton player okay. so it um... but the, the, it used to be the rule that the reason so the reason it's not an assist is for I think partly for FPL reasons isn't it because he, the intention was to get it across goal right and weirdly, if he'd shot and it was saved and was put in, then that would that would be that would count as an assist, right? Or, or certainly on FPL terms, it's a, it's a very strange thing, yeah. Uh, but you have to say, like Newcastle, like they, they have to be pretty much nailed on for Champions League this season. That was a proper. We're gonna. That was a proper. Because Everton were good, good in enough, the first half, but but that that performance was a proper. We're good enough to batter you, so we're gonna batter you. Yeah, right. Okay. There, yeah. There are, it feels like Newcastle are at a stage now where. You can look at their team on paper and that's how it'll be on the pitch. Yeah. And I also love the fact that having signed Joel Linton and tried to fashion him into a striker, him being on the way out, how coming in, turning him into, an, into a midfielder, he has now gone back to the original position he played before he came to the Premier League, which is out wide <laughs> yeah. and doing it brilliantly. Yeah. Yeah. And if you build a team like that around Chris Woolock, you're only going to go one way, aren't you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that is plateauing. Uh, but can, but can, can I, at the risk of turning this, planning. <laughs> turn, turn this a little bit negative, you really do have to fear for Everton now. I mean, yeah. it's bad, bad news for them. And if the unthinkable, which would be unthinkable for a club the size of Everton, um, were to happen... They better be fucking thinking about it. <laughs> it looks like it just looks like Sunderland. It looks yeah, like a terrible, yeah. terrible situation, um, and you've got to feel for the fans there. I mean, because they are so passionate and so into it, and it's you know to go and see that stuff last that's, night. That's a really good example of the, the Sunderland uh, analogy because they spent so much money, money exactly. under Martin O'Neill, and and Everton have done just that, and exactly. they can find themselves in exactly the same and, place. And I, I think it's absolutely fine based on what Vish just said. I totally agree. It's fine to be beaten by a team like Newcastle. They're a good team. Right. <clears throat> At home, though. Something about it at home under the lights in that manner. Yeah. It emptied got, out as well very yeah, quickly. Yeah, Isaac taking the fucking piss. Mm. You just concede four at home. If you're in a relegation battle, you don't want to get beaten yeah. really heavily because it's you know, terrible for the confidence. Could have been basically. five. Very Goal close. must have been five. Goal was basically an accident. 
Yeah. Uh, when we yeah. when Dice took over ourselves, and a lot of people said that actually with the squad he has, it's quite a good fit that they should be able to implement the style that he plays and make themselves very very hard to beat, mm. which is you know an absolute boon at that um, in that situation. And it just hasn't really transpired that way. Mm. No. Maybe maybe once when they beat Arsenal <laughs> yeah. at Goodison Park, and but that you thought they were so good at the way they played Arsenal. That's going to be the blueprint. Yeah, and it just hasn't played out like that. It's very but, strange. But, and, and I think maybe that this, this point I'm going to make doesn't count for, for the game last night because I said Newcastle are a good team. It's very hard to do that kind of blueprint against, say, Fulham at home. or Because you don't really know how to approach it. Because sure, the fans yeah. can... It can go the other way with the fans at Everton. They're quite demanding. They want to see their team do well. Of course, mm. every team does. But, you know, I've spoken to loads of ex-pros and, and even some referees have said, oh, Goodison Park was tough, you know. Mm. Um and I don't think you can approach it in that way. In a weird way, I know it's easy to backfill the narrative, but in a weird way, because that's Sean Dyche's first game in charge. It was yeah. certainly one of his first games. It was like perfect for him. It was like a proper backs yeah. against the wall. Yeah. Here we go. We are Sparta type thing. Yeah. And you just can't manifest that for every other game because if you go, like I say, you play Fulham at home, it doesn't work that way. So I feel like um, it's really, really tough for them now. Looking at the league table as we sit here now, it's probably two from four, isn't it? Because you think Southampton are down, yeah, um, and you think that your West Ham will probably get out of it. So it's probably two of from those and, four. And, and out of like your, your Leeds and your um, Forest, like you sort of think Forest have got a bit more about them. They've got a bit more fight. Leeds will come to them. They're, they're playing at Bournemouth at Sunday at two p.m. Well, Forest won. won oh, they won on Wednesday, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it, you, you do fear forever, and they're nineteenth, two points from safety. And they just, it, with a performance like that first half, you did you do sort of think, oh, well, maybe there's something there. But you ended up getting, almost getting beaten 5-1 because there was a goal disallowed quite late on by uh, Cher. But yeah. And, and, and they've, got, they've got a hope, for example, that Bournemouth just beat Leeds, mm. which is a crazy situation because you think, oh, Bournemouth will be right down there. But really, with four wins in their last six, Bournemouth are now out of it. Yeah. It's hard to see Bournemouth getting relegated with 36 points now with five games left. Yeah. So you've, they've now got a hope Bournemouth beat Leeds. Mm. They, they, they need that to happen, mm. basically. Yeah. And, they, and they've got to beat Leicester. They absolutely have to beat them. Mm. Yeah. Well, Bournemouth do host Leeds this weekend. Leeds currently sitting one point above the relegation zone, having not won in their last four. They don't score a lot when you're shipping four or five goals. That is going to make it harder to score more than the other team. And that is just maths fish. They're not having a nice time. Uh, and, and, and as I said, you, you look around and, and Forrest look like they're, they're willing to give it a go. I, I, I really do fear for Leeds. Yeah, they just seem a little bit timid. One of the best things about this iteration of Leeds in mm. the Premier League is that they just seem a bit cavalier and that's like almost kind of um, naively confident. Yeah, and like they they just and wasteful kind of, at times as well. Yeah, yeah, but but there was but they were wasteful because they were creating chances. Mm. And now if they just seem a little bit timid, they're a little bit scared, and I wonder if it's because it's so tight at the bottom that they do need to look at other results to go their way, and they can't mm. just focus on on what they do because. You know, even the way they they drew that game with Leicester, it was you know I know it was a Vardy inspired comeback, but they, I think they let them back into it. They just lost mm. that energy in the second half and don't really know how to get it back. Leeds. The other thing about Ellen Road is that they get all the support, and it's great when when they're flying. And then that anxiety, you really, it's one of those grounds where you, you really do feel it. It almost comes through mm. the TV. I've mm. not really sort of thought too much about what happens to Leeds if they do go down this season. Because they fought for such a long time to get back up. Yeah. You wonder if, hmm. I suppose the parachute payments from the Premier League would mean it, it wouldn't necessarily be the disaster it was last time, but it would be a massive, massive psychological blow. On the plus side, their badge is very difficult to shag. <laughs> <laughs> Luke. Right, it's time for Betfair's popular bet builder. Select from the most popular pre-made football bet builders using Betfair's handy app, and you can add them to your bet slip in just one tap. Today, it's another Bet5 Get5 special. That means if you bet £5 on Sunday's game between Liverpool and Tottenham, you'll be rewarded with a £5 free bet from Betfair. Uh, we're placing our own £5 ramble popular bet builder on that game to try and win some money for charity. Liverpool versus Tottenham, as I said. Jim, you are up first. I am, and I'm going to go for Mo Salah to have two or more shots on target in the first half because uh, it's Mo Salah and he does what he does, doesn't he? I think, you know, this is, as we've already discussed, potentially going to be quite a difficult afternoon for Tottenham. Um, they just come at you in waves at Anfield, so Mo Salah's going to be at the heart of that. So, yeah, Mo Salah to have two or more shots on target in the first half. I mean, people who are listening, will, as this transpires, this feature, will realise it is incredibly disrespectful to Spurs throughout. 
out. Um, so, uh, Vish, what have you gone for? My pick is Diego Jota to score. He's played every game for Liverpool and started them nonetheless in April. And he's just found his goal scoring boots as well uh, with four goals in his last three games. Didn't score against West Ham, came very close. Probably will score on the weekend. Mm. Nice. Uh, Peter? I'm going to go for over 2.5 goals. I think the Spurs cockerel has a leaky beak. Uh, and I think, <laughs> uh, yeah, Liverpool obviously let, let the odd goal in as well. They haven't had a clean sheet since Chelsea, I think. So, yeah. Good stuff. Okay. And I'll go for Liverpool to be leading at half time, very much chiming in with what Vish and, um, well, in fact, what all of you are saying, actually. We're expecting goals. We're expecting this to be a good day at the office for Liverpool. And mm. again, we are disrespecting. Spurs, but tis the season, isn't it? Um, a £5 bet with Betfront, that popular bet builder, returns £91.81. If we win, all that money will go to Prostate Cancer UK. We'll be back with another round of Betfest popular bet builder next week, exclusive to Betfest Sportsbook. T's and C's apply, 18 plus only. And for more information on responsible gambling, head to begamblerware.org. Dean Smith also says you're an encyclopedia of football. A what? An encyclopedia of football. I don't know what that means. <laughs> it just doesn't know what it means. Um, according to someone on Twitter, I believe, uh, this is, uh, apart from me and Jules, a bottom-of-the-table clash. Apart from you and Jules? Yeah, we just, have, just haven't got involved. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Is yeah. that Jimmy to the B telling us that? The uh, the official um, archivist of uh, it very much. It very much could be. I think Jimmy the B was very upset at how I administered the game a few weeks ago, yeah. even <laughs> though we fucked up one of the rounds so badly we had to delete it. <laughs> the thing, it had Good nothing to, to do with me. Yeah. It had nothing to do with me. Good, um, something to do with me. Peek behind the curtain yeah. um, and uh, a peek behind the curtain, if you will. Yeah. And uh, Jimmy to the B takes his job very seriously and we thank him for it. Good person. And I, you don't want to see me behind a, a curtain. Uh, so it's a simple game categories. I'm going to give you a category. All you need to do is give me an answer that fits into that category. If you're going too slow, you're going to hear Gary Neville, which will leave you seven seconds to answer. Uh, Jim has rather theatrically rotated his laptop. Uh, it's a mind yeah. game. 180 yeah. degrees. So well, it's like f- facing Vish, so almost distracting him. He's because me. we usually have pen and paper. Right. So I was attempting to use it as a shield. Just, just close your laptop. We're, free, yeah, we're freestyle now. I'm going to leave it then. There's no pen and paper today. It's freestyle. Yeah. Mm. All right, then. Let's kick off with the first round. We're going to start with you, Lukey, if that's all right with you. Yep, uh, players that have scored with Chelsea in any competition this season. 15 players. Bloody hell. Not Ooh. as many as you think. This is surprisingly <laughs> hard. <laughs> players who scored for Chelsea. I mean, I'm going to have to go with Raheem Sterling. Raheem. He has. Kai Havertz. He has. Come on, Button. There we go. Um, Thiago Silva. Fish. Wow. That's a terrible oh, early shout. Well, I just thought start. maybe from a corner, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's on to me now. Yeah. Um, I'll go for Conor Gallagher. Conor Gallagher. He scored. Yeah, I know he He has. scored. That's why I said it. Rhys James. Rhys James. He scored. Lukey. Um, let's have a go at... <laughs> Um, oh, has he or not? It's Torres! Ricardo He hasn't, has he? Oh, so Jim needs to get one. Jimmy. Christian mm. Pulisic? Ooh. Big P. He certainly has. Congratulations, well Jim. Well done, Jim. We're through to the second round with Jim, the champion of the first. Uh, current Premier League clubs, we're going to kick off with Jim. Current Premier League clubs with an animal on their badge. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know what this is going on. <laughs> You've got to name the club and the animal. And okay, nice. for a third one, would you... Or no, no not so, third joking, one. I'm joking. Current Premier League clubs with an animal on their badge. Name the club and the animal. Jim, let's kick off with you. Wolves, wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Fish. Brentford B. Yes. Spurs Cockerel. Spurs Cockerel. Aston Villa Lion. Yeah. Good one. Well done, mate. Fish. Um, uh, Crystal Palace Eagle. Uh, Chelsea Lion. Uh, Leicester Fox. That's good. Ooh. That's good. I would too. You're good at this one, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bournemouth and Cherry. It's t- <laughs> Big nose. To um, that. Liverpool Liverbird. Yep. <sighs> Two left. Newcastle Seahorse. Oh yes, please. <laughs> That's a great one, Jim. Final, final, final. He's so good at this one. Well, we mentioned it like. Oh no, but it's still good. Yeah. It's still good. I, I thought for a moment I thought they were mythical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, had down. I had that in my mind. They are fucked up, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, they are weird. Um, right, it's on me, isn't it? Uh, okay. Um, let's go for. Um, it's Torres oh! to give Chelsea 
Southampton sloth. Jim, you went first, right? So you got yeah. one. Jim's won. Any ideas? Won. Any ideas for that one, so uh, Vish? The, the, uh, Jim, I mean, the Brighton Seagull, surely. Oh, it's Brighton Seagull. So Jim, you deserve Jim that. Campbell Shit. wins. Bloody Scores yeah. victory. Do we have the other one? Do we have the other one? Wait till Jim's music finishes. I what? just wondered if you could read out the ones we didn't get. We got all of them. You got all of them in. Oh, well done. Yeah. Fucking yeah. well done. Would you like a little bonus round for a giggle? Yeah, sure. Yeah, Vish gets right. to go first. That's fair Kicking enough. off with Vish, uh, teams that won the championship since 2004. I mean, he's thrown that away there, but that is actually quite hard. Yeah. yeah. Teams that won the championship since won 2004. Burnley. Easy piece. How did he get that? Easy low hanging. Let's go with. Um, oh, bloody hell! Why is this so hard? Leicester. It's tar- Sheffield United. They, they have second. not. Yeah. They have not. Fish. Newcastle United. Hundred and two points. Was it something like that? Yeah. It's Torres. Oh! Sutherland. <laughs> Just nipped in there. Nice. It's rare that anyone manages that. Yeah. 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 Bournemouth? Bournemouth have, yeah. Correct. It's good round. Good, good round good, this. Mm. Good round. Um, well done, everyone. So, uh, I guess I'll have to guess at... It's Torres! Oh! Cardiff? Correct. Ooh. Back on you, Vichy. Doing well under pressure there. Back on you, big Vichy style. Hit your button then, big boy. You're not quick to the draw. You're yeah, not quick to the draw, man. Aston Villa. Oh, so if oh. I get that, I get the point. It's a, it's a fake point. Yeah, it is a fake point. <laughs> if, you, if you get 50,000, you can uh, exchange it for a balloon at an arcade. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's go with Swansea. Oh, the Swans. <coughs> no points. Could have had Fulham, could have had Leeds, could have had Norwich, could have had Queen's Park Ridge, could have had Reading, could have had West Bromwich Albion and your friend of mine, Wolves. Marcus yes. will be fuming that we forgot Fulham. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> fuming in his dungeon. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, the keys to the weekends are, how does he do it? Here? Yeah. Open? Yeah, it gives, open you, a little pit, gives you a little pitbull song. Oh uh, yeah, uh, what's, it, what's the Fireboy likes Fire, it, likes Fireboy. Fireboy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Will you do a pulp one? Uh, let's all meet up at the weekend. <laughs> Won't it, what it be strange when we're all fully grown? Absolute Mark Zuckerberg vibes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much uh, for listening to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betfair, part of the ACAS Creator Network. You can follow us on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, that new one that everyone's fucking talking about, Blue something or other. And don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app. We've been the Football Ramble. Luke's been Luke. Hello, thanks. Luke's been Jim. Come on, Fulham! <laughs> and Vish has been Vish. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Enjoy the football. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.